Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's bring our hearts and minds in. We are in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bring our hearts and minds in and let's reverence the house of the Lord. Let's reverence the presence of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One songwriter declared, I don't know what you come to do, but I come to praise the Lord.
just lift up your hands, lift up your voice. And for a moment, we're not going to have any music. Would you let your voice be the praise that God hears in this place? Is there somebody in here that could call on that man? You know his name is Jesus. Could you just reach out to the Lord of glory in this place? teacher wants to take part in our breakaways. What's our ladies going to be doing, Sister Crutchfield?
We're going to meet in here and we're going to do a breakaway and we're encouraging everybody to bring whatever your favorite fall food is. So they were cutting up with me about, well, I'll, we'll just have like all pumpkin bread or whatever. No, but if, you, if your favorite fall food is chicken wings, go ahead and bring them chicken wings. <laughs> all right, so the ladies are going to be doing that on Tuesday night in the sanctuary. But guys, where's my guys? Where's our guys at? We're going to be outside. We've got some solo stoves coming. We're going to have a fire. We're going to have some awesome testimonies about the Lord while we make s'mores and perhaps cook hot dogs and a few other things. So we're going to have a good time. I mean, it's going to come out Tuesday night. Amen. Amen. I want to break into the Word, but before I do, we've got a quick video. And I do believe this is spiritual. I believe even though it's something... Physical, I believe it relates to our life. Brother Steve, can you put that up there? And this is our kitchen. We were going to present it to everyone that we needed to go in and fix it. This is after we've torn uh, the old cabinets down. And they came in and they put new cabinets up where the old cabinets were and just did a complete renovation. Now, if you'd seen the kitchen the way it used to be and then have the opportunity to see uh, where it is now, you would realize uh, what a difference it is. And, you know, that's how God sees our lives. He looks at us no matter how broken down, no matter how uh, all things are, and He wants to make something new out of it. Amen. He wants to make something new. So let's give them a hand. I want to thank they're not here, but a few of them. But I want to thank the ones that donated the cabinets. They're anonymous, but can we thank them anyway? I want to thank the ones who gave the countertops. Can we just give them thanks right now? They're not here. And then those who did the work, some are here. The electrical, the flooring, let's thank them. Amen. It was turned around our kitchen. Give more room as our as the staff makes preparations to feed our children in Children's Church, we appreciate it. I don't want to leave out October 15th. That's two Sundays from now. All Nations Sunday. Now, we have a great time on All Nations Sunday. We have missionaries from Botswana that's going to be ministering in our service. We sponsored them to build a church in Connecticut, and now they're going back to Botswana. So I believe it's just going to connect as a, as a beautiful cultural Sunday. All Nation Sunday, you know we have the food. We'll light it up outside under tents. We'll have foods from all different nations. We'll have Indian food, Jamaican food, American food, Italian food, Greek food. Anybody else? Any? German food, and, and, and it's just loaded up. It, it, it's probably normally one of our largest Sundays, so come out. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be great. All Nations. Somebody say All Nations Sunday. All nations. They will need help representing different nations in the flag parade, and uh, so if you want to be a part of that, see Sister Crutchfield. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 1. I will try not to be long this morning. What time? I've got a few minutes, so. Isaiah chapter 1. 
the vision of Isaiah. Thank you for standing for the word. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Notice that spanned, what is it, four kings here in their leadership and their reign. Hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children. They have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know. Now this is to Israel, right? My people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation. He's talking about the nation. A people laden with iniquity. And look at what he, he, how he responds to them. He, he says they are a sinful nation. A people laden with iniquity. A seed of evildoers. Children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. This is them. This was thousands of years ago. They have provoked... Look at, look at how God responds. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. And then it says they are gone backward. They are gone backward. In, in other words, they were moving forward at one time. And, and they were going the right direction at one time. But now they're moving backward. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. And then... This kind of stood out to me. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the whole sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it. No soundness. Now the time, according to my timeline Bible, is about 732 B.C. And he says, But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed. Neither bound up. Neither mollified with ointment. I, I don't know if you've ever known somebody or had a wound that had been closed up for some time and festering, and then suddenly it becomes open. Anybody ever experienced that? And and all of a sudden, this uh, I guess odor comes from that wound. Has anybody ever smelled that? I got, I got two or three that know what I'm talking about. And, and, and here he says, it, it, they haven't been mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. It had to be bad. Your land, now listen to their land. It said the land that he gave them, that God gave them, strangers devour it in your presence. It's desolate. As overthrown, so apparently they have allowed strangers to come in. They have allowed other people to come in, and now those other people have devoured their land. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers. This is somewhat they used to build these places so that they would be able to watch the fields as the cucumbers grow and but then when they leave they just leave it in these places that they had built up small places just covering within uh, within just dissolve would go bad go away and 
and, and what he's saying, he was like, that's what, that's what you're like is what he's saying to them. As a besieged city, except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. He says, we should have been as Sodom. Now, now the time frame here is like somewhere around 752 according to the timeline Bible. And, and, but Sodom happened in 1891, so it was well over a thousand years before this that Sodom had experienced judgment and the rain of fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. And yet, the prophet here is saying he's got a word from the Lord for the people of Israel. And the word from the Lord is that you should have been like Sodom and you should have been like Gomorrah. And he says, hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord. Listen to this. I am full of the burnt offering of rams. I'm full that's what God was saying. And the fat of fed beasts. I delight not in the bullet, blood of bullocks and lambs. These are all part uh, of, of the law of Moses. And when you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting, your new moons and your appointed feasts. My soul hateth. And he's talking to the people of Israel then. They are troubled to me. I'm weary to bear them. When you spread forth your hands, I hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear your hands are full of blood. I never want to get to this place. Never want to get to this place. But, but listen, verse 16, it, it, it shifts a little. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken. The Lord, through Isaiah, gives a very strong word to Israel here. He is speaking not to the core alone. He is speaking from border to border. He is talking to the society as a whole. And he tells them what they've become like. And then he makes a comparison. Let, let, let me go into what, what I need to say. Verse 9 is where I want to focus my title today. It says, except the Lord of hosts had left unto us, and what I want to preach, a very small remnant. A very small remnant. Very small remnant. Pastor Parks, would you lead us in prayer? Oh Lord, give us hope through your word. Amen. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Oh God, and we're in a lost and dying world that needs to be saved. Lord, let these that are at the sound of our pastor be a part of that remnant, Lord God. Those that will hear your word, respond, oh Lord God, and be obedient. Lord, through your word, give us hope. We ask it in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Give God glory. Thank you, Jesus. We are here, the people, God, the sheep of your pasture, here magnifying you and glorifying you. God, touch our lives, our hearts, our church, the body, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Great to have everybody online. Wonderful to have all of our guests with us and members alike. Oftentimes, uh, this is written somewhere around 752 B.C., so it was written to Israel then. It was written uh, to the people of God at that time. And apparently, you know, often we see that uh, for a while they'll have a leader that is leading them in the right direction, and the people are committed to the commandments of God and, and to the laws of God and the things of God. But then somebody else comes up and they stop praying like they prayed and they stop living according to the commandments. And what we see is we see this perpetual cycle almost throughout the age of time and history. And, and, and with that, one of the things I feel like we can do is we can look to the past to learn about how to handle and go into our future. And then we can learn lessons from what people did or did not do in the past. And, but even though this was uh, thousands of years ago, uh, we have to understand this one thing. The message somewhat remains the same. God has not changed. The things God dislikes, yes, the blood of Jesus covers our sins, but the things God did not like thousands of years, He still doesn't like now. And so Isaiah steps in with a, a word from the Lord, a strong rebuke, not something that's probably going to make the New York Times bestsellers list. Everybody's not just going to want to grab it and read it, you know, exciting stuff. But it, it, it's a strong rebuke, yet it's a word from the Lord. And, and in that, He's covering from border to border. And I don't know what they call their generations, but it, it's a cross-generational message. And, and it's touching their boomers and their Xers and their millennials and their Zers and all in between. And He says, your country is desolate. That's what he's telling them. Your cities burn with fire and strangers are devouring uh, your land. And, and, and in that, you, you have a besieged city. And he covers the entire area. And what he's saying, what, what the prophet is saying, the word of the Lord came to them saying that there is a problem. There is a problem. But God doesn't ever address that there is a problem without providing a solution. And he's saying, here's a problem, but let me give you the solution. The whole reason for the word of the Lord to come so strongly was because there was a problem, but God had a solution. And while this was to them at 752 B.C., can I tell you that we walk in here today with some similarities to what was going on in this generation that Isaiah was addressing. That was 752. This is 2023. And can I tell you, there is a problem. 
the solution. We have similarities in our lives, in our country, in our city, and in our generation. We need a solution, and God has that solution. Do we want a band-aid, or do we want the true solution? I don't know about you. I want the solution. When we ask for change, we have to be willing to be part of that change. So when we ask for change, we have to be willing to be part of the change. I can point my fingers at a problem, but if I'm not willing to be part of the solution, then I'm not doing much good, and I'm actually probably doing bad. I, I, I'm, not, now I'm not talking about this church. I, I, I'm talking to a generation. I'm talking across borders. I'm, I, I, I'm talking to a sinful nation just like the prophet was. There are conditions from generations of weak leadership that had compromised, and now they've had perpetual consumption of the lust of the flesh. And this has led us to the place that the prophet stands and gives a strong word. And he then refers to them, and this is pretty, pretty stout. He then refers to them as Sodom and Gomorrah. Now in the timeline, this is 752. And Sodom and Gomorrah had been like 1,100 years early. And he addresses, Sodom, he addresses them and he addresses Sodom and Gomorrah. Now I, you may not know what Sodom and Gomorrah is, so let me, let me help just a little bit. Back in Genesis, Abraham, Father Abraham, had many sons. And he had a nephew named Lot. And Lot moved his family to Sodom and Gomorrah. Now understand the word Sodom is where the word sodomy comes from. Same prefix. And what had happened in Sodom and Gomorrah is lust had just ran rampant. And now men wanted to be with men and women wanted to be with women. That's what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and, and so it had displeased God so much everything. So, so God sent these angels in. And verse 12 actually says they, they must have appeared as men. Verse 12 says that the men went into the house. And, and so what's happening here is these, these men, angels, they, they go into the house and... They're there, and the people, the men of Sodom and Gomorrah, young and old, come out, and they want to defile these men in the house. Right. Now, I won't go any further for the sake of being uh, G-rated, <laughs> but you know what they wanted to do. Yeah. And God struck them with blindness, and they still were trying to pummel the door down. Even spoke with blindness. That's how steeped in perverseness they were. That's how much they wanted to go after strange flesh. They wanted to defile what God had established as a family. A family. If you look in the beginning when God created Adam, and it was not good for Adam to be alone, and he made a helping Eve. And Adam and Eve were able to then have children and populate the earth because of that. And that has been the plan of God since the beginning. And it has not changed no matter what people tell you, no matter who wants to be what, no matter what somebody says they are, they are what God made. 
now you got to understand, we're talking thousands of years ago. This is not something new. It's not something new. Thousands of years ago, they were pushing for what they felt was their right and their political statements. And they were telling, if you read back in Genesis, you'll see what life was like in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then God judges Sodom and Gomorrah. He rains fire and brimstone down upon them. That, that was somewhere uh, 13 something. I, I'm not sure the exact time. But now if we fast forward 1100 or more years later, we get to Israel and God's talking to Israel and he's saying, you're just like Sodom and Gomorrah. Not any difference in you and them. Why, why are you boasting about who you are? You are not any better than Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 5, why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. And he said, this is what he said, that the whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot to the head, there's no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. Somebody give the Lord praise right now. But if you, I, I can show you the screen. We would have been in Sodom. And we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people. And, and, and so that, that's verse 9 and 10. But if you look at the very first part of verse 9. The very first part of verse 9. It says, except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. A very small remnant. And what I saw there is this. That the Lord of glory... Can you take that for just a second? Thank you. The Lord of glory was saying this. You should have been judged already. Fire and brimstone should have already rained down Sodom and Gomorrah in 13, whichever year it was, and Israel in 752, is there were a people of God that God said was a remnant. And because of this remnant, judgment had not been issued yet. Because of this remnant, everything was still moving forward. Everything was still going on. They were still punching their daily clocks. They were still
no fire and brimstone came down on Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. Somebody know what I'm talking about. B.C. to 752, B.C. to 2023, A.D. for a moment, and, and why were they destroyed? Why were they judged? Why was fire and brimstone not rained down on them? Same thing, same sins, same mindset, same uncontrolled lust, yet God did not destroy them in 752. Why? There were a people of that were interceding for their families and their neighbors. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us. It doesn't even have to be a big remnant. A very small remnant. A very small remnant. Sometimes you feel outnumbered. Sometimes you wonder why you have to live different than everyone else. Sometimes you wonder how they can act. The people that Get more of them. Come on. 
majority. And that's becoming even less and less. I know Pentecostal groups are climbing and flourishing, but I'm talking about if you compare us to the 7.2 billion people that are populating this earth right now, we are a remnant. Big church, but we're a remnant. A very small remnant. What is a remnant? I asked Mr. Webster. He wrote down in a book before he parted, and he said it's usually a small part, a member or a trace remaining. A small surviving group. Small surviving group. So I was like, okay, Mr. Webster, thank you. But I decided, you know what? I want to know what a remnant, what Isaiah was talking about. So I looked it up in the Hebrew, what this word remnant meant. And it was kind of interesting what the Hebrew defined remnant as. Brother Steve, if you can, flip to that next one. And this is all it said. Survivor. Amen. From defeat. Amen. You made it. Didn't y'all? I made it. I made it. I made it. I made it. That's what a remnant is. A remnant's going to part the gates of glory or anything. They try to cover up their own 
something. I want you to know that that's not really what it, they start covering their tracks. Can I tell you, you don't need to cover your tracks. You need to get covered in the blood. You need to start living right and acting right and, and walking right and talking right and, and, and being right. Too many people think they're hiding this stuff. They're covering this stuff. We, 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 the fig leaves don't work. Your fig leaves aren't going to work. God sees you. He knows. And he wants to cover you with his blood. Oh, hallelujah. A small remnant of people that live in such a way that they have tugged at the heartstrings of God. Hallelujah. It's grandmothers praying for their grandbabies. Knowing their grandbabies are living in a society that they don't know what's going to happen. There's a rim. Very small rim. And mothers, sometimes, not always, sometimes they don't see them. Sometimes they send them off be educated by society, but they have to go to that prayer room and pray. God, don't let those defiling spirits get a hold of my children. We got to be different. We got to live different. It's God's grace. God's mercy. If you look Romans 9 of, it says, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. As he saith also, I will call them my people, which would not my people. Is there any people in here that you weren't his people? You ought to stand and give him praise. You ought to stand and throw your hands in the air and say, Lord, I'm thankful to I'm thankful to you. So thank you. Come on, you ought to give him praise today that you are where you are, that you are who you are. He goes on, he said, you, you just remain standing. It shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Zias also cried concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Hinesville, we may only be 200 of 30,000 or 300 of 30,000. In this area, we may only be two or 300 of 80,000, 125,000 or 200,000. But God has called you to come out. He's called you to be different. He's called you to show you that you can live with His power and His grace and His mercy above the world. You are part of the remnant. Revelation 12 says it like this, verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. He was angry. And went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Have you ever wondered why people 
the devil seems to attack certain people. You being one of them. More than anybody else. And sometimes we say this in our head. We do. We say this in our head. Well, I'm getting attacked. And the person that I work with goes to such and such church. They don't ever seem to get attacked. There's something wrong with me. Can I tell you, maybe it's something is right with you. And you just got to know who the attacker is. He's not your friend. He's not the one you want to buddy up with. Romans 11 and 5 says, Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Grace. Oh, hallelujah. Some are standing with the others. Go ahead and stand with me today. Put your phones, your iPads down for a moment, your Bibles even, and just lift up your hands all over this sanctuary. Could you thank Him that you are part of the remnant could you thank Him? Could you lift your hands and thank Him that today you are a part of the few? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, 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 what Isaiah 1 goes on to say is this. He, he, he goes on to say after he rebukes the entirety says in verse 16, wash you. Wash you. Wash you. Make you clean. If you feel dirty, God wants to wash you. Wash you in repentance. If you've never been baptized, wash you in baptism. When you go down in this water, you come out a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Wash you. Make you clean. And then in simplicity, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. God sees. And in simplicity, He says, put away the evil, whatever that is. You know what that is. You don't have to ask me. If you, if you, ask, if you need to ask me, is this wrong or not? You already have the answer. Amen. Amen. After church, you need to run up to me in the foyer and say, Pastor, I know you were preaching pretty straight today. You know, it kind of nailed me between the eyes. Is this wrong? Yeah. you got to ask me. your evil doings from before my eyes cease to do evil and then it's really simple I mean God I told you God gave a strong word but then he gave an easy fix easy fix simple wash put away the evil stop doing it learn to do well Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. 
plead for the widow, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. God is calling some willing and obedient this morning to come to an altar and say, God, I want to be part of the remnant. I want to be a part of the survivors. I want to be a part of the ones that made it. And we've already got some coming, but you ought to come. God's dealing with your life. God's dealing with your heart, not because he doesn't love you or like you, but because he loves you and he cares for you. And he's dealing with each and every one of our hearts. He's moving in our souls with conviction because he cares for us and because he wants us to grow. And can I tell you, none of us, none of us are where we need to be. Each and every one of us ought to be in this altar because we all have things that God wants to remove from our life and we need to willingly open ourselves up, somewhat come up here and unzip our soul and say, here God, take me, cleanse me, work on me, do a work in me. Oh Lord Jesus, if there's things kingdom of God I didn't want to do and I, 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 I kept serving God I kept living for God now I wasn't saying they were right or wrong I just I wasn't ready to deal with them God had mercy and grace on me to deal with me till the time that I was ready to deal with those things and in the process of time and His grace and mercy, He dealt with me. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, just because you're not ready to live where you think you need to live, doesn't mean you need to run away from God and God's people. You need to yoke up and gather around the remnant and, and try your best to give it your best effort to be saved. And allow God each and every week to deal with your heart and convict your soul. And, and maybe, maybe some Sundays you're, you know, every you're gonna get a attaboy and a pat on the back, and you're doing good, and that's great, that's awesome. And then some Sundays maybe you're gonna kind of uh, get a strong word from the Lord. But guess what? That's because God loves us. I was at General Conference, and, and they gave me a message. I went that first night, and it patted me on my back. I walked away from there feeling good. I sat down that second night and Pastor Parks, I got that attaboy. I got that. And I was like, God, I know there's stuff in me that you need to deal with. In me. I don't want an attaboy. I want you to step on my toes. Be careful when you say that. He will oblige. He started stepping on my toes. And I realized that's the only way to grow. That's the only way to grow. I got what I got. But what I don't have is what I need. I said I got what I got, but what I don't have is what I need. And I want God to deal with me on all things. All things. Can we reach out to the Lord as she begins to sing right now? There's somebody here, watch me. You need to pray that. Watch me, God. 
Help me to remove evil from my life. God, whatever is evil, help me to remove it. God, if it's things, let it be, let me remove things. If it's attitudes, let me remove attitudes. But let me remove that stuff, that evil, God. Oh Lord Jesus, and let me do good. Let me do things you want me to do. Let me do good. Would you reach out to the Lord of glory? She's going to begin to sing this song. I want God to touch your life. I hope and pray that everybody in here, God is moving in your life and in your spirit right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Here I am, Lord. Would you just kind of wherever you are, un un unseal your soul and say, Lord, step into my heart.
you ask what what is the difference that I am making and I have asked that before myself and I I am looking for evidence but God I believe came with a word for the church today that is right on time to let you know you keep living for him you keep praying those prayers you keep being faithful to him he's going to see you through he's going to use your witness small remnant a very small remnant don't you let the enemy try to convince you to stop don't you let the devil and his attacks try to get you to quit going quit coming to the house of god god's doing a work God's doing a work in their lives because of your faith. Because He's looking for that very small remnant.
set apart, called out unto the Lord. A very small remnant. A very small remnant. Go ahead, those that are praying, go ahead and reach out to them. Feel like you hadn't received what you need as a part of this word. Go ahead, reach out to them. Don't allow this part of the service to interfere with that. Those are praying. Continue to pray. We're thankful for a pastor that hears from the Lord, willing to give it to us the same way God gave it to him. I don't know about you, but that's the way I need it. Not watered down, not changed up according to the way he feels we might feel, not according to the way our ears would want to hear it, but just like the Lord gave it to him. Amen. We, we have hope in that. We have hope. We can be changed. Amen. We don't want to be as Sodom and Gomorrah. He gave us an opportunity to apply the word to our lives. Wherever we may be in this building today, we know ourselves. As he said, there's nothing hidden from God. There's nothing hidden from God. So therefore, we must respond accordingly. And the scripture says it must be through obedience. Obedience. Amen. We want to be a remnant. That's our choice. We've got to obey the word of God. So thankful for that word from God. As I said, those that are praying, please continue to pray. There are many that may be in the presence of the Lord and uh, awaiting a response from the Lord. His presence is here. His presence is here. We've just got to get in a place where we're connected to his presence. We're not moving away from him. Amen. We have several things that are happening throughout the week for those that are assisting with the offering. If you would, please come at this time. We're going to prepare for our announcement, tithes and offering. This week's announcements, uh, no specific changes to the announcements. If there is something, please remind me. Life in Focus on Monday, also the business meeting, yes. Business meeting at 6.30. Pastor did uh, bring out this announcement earlier. Uh, for those that are, are part of life, the business meeting is at 6.30 on Monday. Tuesday, pre-service prayer, 6 p.m. Please come out. Come out and be a part of the midweek service. Uh, if you don't have anything else to do, you know, if you're, if you're doing something, you're working, you've got a reason not to, then maybe you look at this service as something that may be optional. This is a part of our church services. Please come out and be a part of this service also. We start prayer at 6 and 6.30. There will be men's and women's breakaway. You don't want to miss it. Uh, for the women's breakaway, it sounds like there's a plan uh, for food and fellowship. And for the men, food and fellowship also. No life kids classes or nursery available during that service. Wednesday, prayer at 6.30, conference call. Please join us for the conference call for prayer. Wednesday, also family Bible study at 7 p.m. on Zoom after prayer. Thursday, hyphen, 6.30 p.m., uh, 6 o'clock. 
6.30 p.m. Uh, and please join Sister Christy and her team in person and on Zoom. Then Friday, Single with Purpose, 6 p.m. All right, Sister Jacqueline, in person and on Zoom. And then Saturday, Prayer, right here in person, 8 a.m. Please come out and be a part of those services throughout the week. Uh, get connected if you have them in some way. If prayer is that way, join us in prayer. If not, get with one of the members of the church or someone that's next to you in the church service after the service. And let's get connected, get to know each other other than just Sunday morning when we come to the church service. Please stand with me. Don't forget to, as you're leaving the uh, sanctuary today, grab a few of these All Nations Sunday uh, announcements, these cards. And invite folks out to All Nations Sunday. If you haven't done All Nations here with us at Life, go back, look at our history of All Nations Sunday. It's a great event uh, where we celebrate our nation and all those that are represented within it right here uh, in this service. We're going to have, I, I forget the name, Missionaries to Botswana that will be joining us in that service. We look forward to that. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for who you are, O oh God. You change not. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. O oh God, whether it was B.C. or A.D., you hadn't changed, O oh God. In 2023, you're the same God. Lord, you're a healer. You're a deliverer. You're a savior. We don't have to leave here the same way we came, Lord. We can give it all to you. Lord, before we give in this offering, we've given our hearts to you, Lord God. In worship and in praise and lifting up the name of Jesus. There's no resource, O oh Lord, that is earned on our own. But you give us all that we have. Even in this offering, just similar to those that stand in this service, this is a remnant, and we give, O oh Lord God. We give back, O oh Lord, what you've given to us. We ask that you bless it in abundance. Bless it for your service. Bless it for your ministry. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. As you're dismissed, please come down the aisles uh, and go back up. Shake hands with someone. Give in the offering and the tithes. In Jesus' name, you bless Today we have sign practice at one o'clock. Sign practice at one o'clock for those that.